I'm going to tell you a quick story. Street performers tell great stories. I remember seeing you sweat. Be they comic or tragic, they're always entertaining. Oh my God, what a good one. This is a Stories from the Pitch short. Welcome to Stories from the Pitch, a podcast dedicated to creating a living oral history about street performing and some of the crazy characters who populate this world. On certain pitches, having a great technical show isn't really enough. The environment isn't hostile per se, but performing in a space where you're likely to be confronted by the rather colorful locals does demand a certain type of bravado. Not the easiest situation to put yourself in, perhaps, but these conditions can also make for some of the most memorable performances of your career. Lindsay Lindbergh caught up with Alfred and Seymour, the Blackstreet Boys, to discuss some of the tactics they had to employ while performing in Southern California in a collection we're calling Venice Beach Adventures. The thing that you learn the most with Venice is you can't be scared. Yeah. Because uh, if they see you get nervous or scared, oh, oh people yeah. eat you up. Oh, yeah. oh that's whack. You know, and, yeah. they, and then you forget everything. You, you, you always got to be up. Even yeah. if you flub up a line, you say, oh, sorry, you know, you got to know. Oh, I meant to say that. I don't know what y'all looking crazy for or whatever. So your confidence level has to be way over the top. You know, and it's just that's just what you have to do. And a lot of people, they didn't know how to put their confidence level up here. You know, they, they get nervous and they see people with the eyes of like, entertain me, little funny man. You know, and they get nervous. They say, okay, well, uh, let me try something. Let me put a pancake in a frying pan and fry it up and see if I can juggle a ball and a quarter in the frying pan. And, you know, whatever. And they get nervous and then they lose it and they drop the pancake and everybody say, oh, that was whack. You know, and then they lose half the crowd because it takes one just to mess you up. And, and then if you, you have to learn how to deal with hecklers, you know, because, you know, you're going to get those. You know, some people don't know how to deal with them. So, you know, you get the dudes that come up and running off at the mouth in the back, but he can't, you can't see them. You know, so they're going to be in a, a cowardly way doing it. Yeah, man, that ain't nothing. I seen you do that last year. You doing the same that you were doing last year. So yeah. you got to know how to deal with that. So, yeah, you was wearing the same clothes last year, too. You know, and then people, you know, you get the people on your yeah, side. As soon as, as you finish, as soon as you finish with that guy, then there's a bum coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, he come up. Yeah, he drunk. Give me $2. You know, and you he's standing in the middle of the show. And he's just urinating right in the middle of your show. Yeah, uh-huh. and you got, oh, like, People think that's part of the show. So then <laughs> you say, okay. Hey, hold on, folks. See, y'all, why y'all let him in? So then you talking to the people up here. Yeah, make it funny. Him in? Make it funny, yeah. Y'all seen him coming, don't let him in. So you hold up $2 and I'll run all the way halfway down the beach with $2 waves up. So people standing him. in the crowd stay there. I run way down yeah. and give him the $2. They don't come back over there no more. So he, And then I run back and I say, close up. Now don't let him in again. Right. And when you run back, they're already clapping for us. This is part of the show. It's just those are little tactics that we use to make the people go, oh man, that's just funny. So a lot of times we didn't have to do no material. It was just stuff right there. We had to use. Just people just doing stuff that just would make the show. I think the craziest thing that ever happened is it was a lady. She was at the beach. She didn't have no top on and no bra. She was coming at me, and I'm looking at her, and I'm like, because I don't know what she's looking. I'm like, she, she was coming, so I'm backing up, right? And I'm trying to get, you know, get out. I'm trying to get out the. I'm trying, you know, she's following me. You know, she obviously was on something. So she's coming at me. Crowd is forming. You know, just a bunch of dudes because they see the lady with no bra. And, breasts out so they're like oh okay this is gonna be good black guy white girl all right what's really going on here you know okay he must be a pimp whatever i don't know what's what's happening so you know she's coming at me so i'm trying to dodge and dip so she i jump up i jump up on the other thing i said like, oh let me get out the way <laughs> so then I, I just stop and then she runs at me so i grab her because i don't know what to do so then i turn her around the other way so she's, she's trying to headbutt me she's trying to headbutt me so i mean i didn't know what to do so i just grabbed her and body slammed her <laughs> cops come up Cops come up and you know and they say, Well I say, Hey man, I 
I said, she came at me, and, you know, and they put a jacket over her and, you know, covered her up and everything, and all the people around. We had, like, 200 people. Just, it was just a big, huge circle because they thought it was a show, and 200 people. I said, hey, man, I was just minding my business. She, obviously, she's on something, this and that, blah, blah. They put her in the back of the squad car, and then everything was cool, and then we, you know, proceeded to do a show. But that was, like, one of the craziest things that happened when we was, like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you just never knew what was coming at you in Venice Beach. Never, never know. So, one dude, one time, one one bum was sitting like this. He was asleep, and we was like, "Should we move him?" Nah, he ain't bothering nobody. He's just sleepy. He ain't bothering nobody. We doing our show right here. The bench is right here, so no biggie. And then all know it's just like their timing is always perfect, man. We got the crowd. She's about to start the show or collect the money, running yeah. right. Started all of a sudden, man, he just do just sit back. It's just a, just a stream of just tears and just like, man, wow, are you serious? You kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Stories from the Pitch is produced by the Busker Hall of Fame and is made possible through the efforts of a dedicated team who share a passion for the recording, editing, and presenting of these stories. If you like what we're doing, please do swing by the Busker Hall of Fame website, click on the donate button, and throw a little love into our online hat. Or become a sustaining supporter of this project at patreon.com backslash buskerstories. We're aiming to release exclusive content to our Patreon patrons, so please do consider this option and help us keep busking history alive. Music for this episode came from Tim Sars and the Carnival Band from Vancouver. Links to both Tim's work and the Carnival Band are posted in the notes section for this episode on the Busker Hall of Fame website, so do check them out. Got a story to tell, something you think we can improve, or perhaps you're interested in becoming a sponsor of an upcoming episode? If so, drop me a line at cbg at buskerhalloffame.com. On behalf of myself, Executive Director Lindsay Lindbergh, Lead Story Producer Magic Bryant, and the rest of the staff of the Busker Hall of Fame, we hope this finds you well. And as you perform for audiences around the world, please remember to use your superpowers for good. I'm David Aiken, the Checkerboard Guy. Thanks for listening. <laughs>